For me personally, I finish working with freelancers or any agency as well. Anyone I work with on a contract basis, like I finish with one of two results. It's very black and white for me. There's either, wow, this person was amazing and I cannot wait to work with them again, or nah, there's no room for anything else. If it's not a wow, a great, I want to work with this person again, there are millions of freelancers out there. Why would I work with somebody who was just meh or with somebody who was just okay, or even somebody who was just good. There's not even room for good because there are great people out there who do what they say they'll do. They take care of the client from A to Z in this full circle. Just we agreed on what was to be done. They did everything and I didn't have to lift a finger kind of thing. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode starts with a little bit of a story, and I promise I'll relate it to freelancing. So just bear with me here. Some months ago, I was at a hotel in Dublin, Ireland, and this hotel was designed for business travelers, right? It was a kind of a apartment hotel setup. Like every room was like a mini apartment. So it had the little kitchen in addition to, you know, your regular bed bathroom because it's designed for people who are coming into town, need to stay for a little while and basically live in their hotel room. Now, nice hotel, modern, updated, all that was cool, but they had all of these QR codes everywhere and all these little signs, you know, just talking about how convenient they were, right? You know, so glad you chose XYZ Hotel for your stay. We are committed to convenience. We are committed to blah, 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 blah. You know, they had all these little signs around and then QR codes where it's just like, scan this QR code for to open WhatsApp and message us at the front desk or what have you. It was really designed to kind of be like, hey, we know you're a busy traveler. We know you're a business person. We want to make your stay easier, right? We want to make your life easier. Great messaging, right? Cool. I don't really want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I do want to just scan a QR code and message through WhatsApp. This is on point. However, the one evening, you know, I'm getting ready to fly out really early in the morning. I've got some packing to do. I've got a little bit of work to finish up and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get a little mini bottle of wine so that once I get my work done, that's going to be my reward while I pack. Let me just QR code and order it, right? So I scan the QR code to pull up their room service menu. And the first thing I see is that you have to walk downstairs to get it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) That's not convenient. Now they were a hotel that had like a a little cafe area in the lobby. They had food and wine and little things like snacks and stuff, plus a dedicated area to kind of sit and work. So it was definitely set up for convenience. So I thought, but to me, it would be very convenient to have food and wine arrive at my door. So I'm going, this is annoying. All I've seen every time I've been in and out of this hotel is your signs in the elevator, in the hallways, in my room about how convenient you are. I have to go all the way downstairs to the front desk to get wine. That's annoying. I'm not dressed. I'm trying to pack. I'm like all over the, you know, you just want the convenience that you've been promised. So I'm scrolling the menu and I'm like, okay, good. They've got little mini bottles of wine because I don't want the big one. I'm flying out in the morning. I need to be in bed in a few hours. 
but the little, you know, the kind you get on an airplane or what have you. And I thought about ordering it through the app, but decided against it because I'm like, why am I going to go through these extra steps to order through the app when I still have to walk downstairs to get it? I'll just walk downstairs and get it. I go downstairs, walk up to the nice lady in the lobby. Hi, I'd like a bottle of wine, the little bottles. Oh, we don't have those. My mouth just, you know, I'm like, okay, you gotta be kidding me. What? You don't have them. It's on your room service menu. I don't understand. So I asked her just, oh, it was on the menu. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm afraid we're out of those right now. But we have this big bottle. And I'm like, I'm flying out in a few hours. I don't need the big bottle. I just want a little bottle. So she says, do you have anything? I wanted a red. Do you have white wine by chance in the little bottles? No, sorry. No little bottles whatsoever. All right. So my options are big bottle of wine or nothing. And I'm not getting trashed, right? (laughs) I've got to fly out. There's nothing worse than flying trashed. And I just wanted a, a, you know, one glass of wine. So I said, you know what? No worries. Thanks. That's all right. And she tells me, oh, but you know, there's a supermarket right down the street. You can go down there and they'll, they're still open. And I look outside. It's cold. It's raining. I'm in flip-flops. You know, I'm half-dressed. Like I'm not dressed to go outside. I don't have my jacket with me or anything because I just came down from my room to the lobby thinking, just going to run down there real fast, get a bottle of wine. I'll be right back up. So yeah, I'm like, no, you know, thank you. I appreciate it, but I'm not really dressed to go out. So no worries. I'll just have a water, Um, you know, so healthier for me, but not what I wanted in the moment. But I go back up to my room and I am fuming. And I thought about, I'm like, why am I so angry? There's plenty of times when I've wanted something and it's not available. Why is this making me so cranky? And I got back to my room and I saw a stupid QR code on the wall. I was like, that's it. That's why I'm so annoyed. Because here's the thing. You cannot, under any circumstances, tout to your customer how great you are everywhere and then under deliver. That is just a huge no. And that's how I'm relating this random story about a hotel and wine and me being cranky to freelancing. Never, under any circumstances... Talk yourself up to your client and then under deliver. They're going to be so much crankier than if you had never gone off about how great you are in the beginning. Because like, as I was looking at this QR code on my wall, I was like, okay, if they didn't offer online ordering, if they didn't have that QR code there, if they didn't have this big poster that talked about how convenient they were, and if I hadn't scanned it and seen that they had a menu online and seen that they had little bottles I wouldn't have been so ticked off when I got downstairs and found out they didn't have what they said they had. If there was nothing, if there were no posters on the wall, no QR codes, none of this, we're so great. I would have just thought, you know what? I'd like some wine while I pack. I'm just going to go downstairs. I'll see what they have. Maybe they don't even have anything. And I'd have got downstairs and said, hey, can I get a little mini bottle of wine? And she said, oh, sorry, we don't carry mini bottles, just the big ones. And I'd have gone, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. I saw the big ones, you know, when I walked in earlier, but I was hoping you had little ones. No worries. I'll pass. And I'd have gone back up to my room, just been like, eh, whatever. But because they had all this signage and stuff hyped around the building that they're so convenient, it gave me an expectation. And then I got nothing for it. They didn't have anything that I wanted. Because I can't remember. I did ask for something else. I think it was like a Coke or something. And they didn't have that either. So yeah, I just gave up and went back up to my room. But you cannot give off this idea, this, wow, we're so convenient. We're so easy. And then you don't deliver on any of it. So Here's some tips on with freelancing, what you can do with clients to do the opposite. I am a big fan of, you know, not under promising, but just telling my clients kind of this baseline thing and then going ahead and over delivering that 
over-delivering for them in a way that they go, oh, wow, this is great. This is awesome. Okay. So some little ways that you can do that. There could be a little freebie extra that you kind of always throw in for clients, but you just don't mention it in the proposal or the pitch or what have you. So for example, you might say, hey, you know, Tom, yeah, that's cool. Like I'll get you over X, Y, Z and have that for you by Friday. And when you deliver the report, they think they're just getting a report. And what they end up getting is a report from you, but also a Loom video, which I talk about Loom in one of my other podcast episodes. It's just a tool that I cannot live without. If you haven't listened to that one, it is just a screen sharing and video recording. So you can record what's on your screen and talk through it as if someone's just right there with you watching over your shoulder. So you could send them the report, but then also have a Loom video of you talking through the report and highlighting certain sections and giving them a bit more of an explanation about it. So if all they're expecting is this written report, but then they get the written report plus a video of you going through the report and highlighting some things, that feels like over-delivering. Like, wow, oh, Michonne sent me this and then she explained a couple of things and then she highlighted, oh, on page you know, like 12 where it's a bit tricky to understand. She threw in some extra detail there. Wow, okay, yeah, this is good. Like, Over-delivering doesn't have to be these extraordinary things. It's just doing these little extras that make people feel good, that make people feel like you've got their best interests in mind, that you want them to succeed, that you are going a little bit above and beyond. Some ways that I've seen this done are that Loom video report combo that I've just talked about, but also things like if I'm working with a graphic designer and I ask them for something, like let's say I need this client's logo done in black and white and color and these other things, and I need it in Photoshop, and it's this certain file ending that can then be you know manipulated by other people using Photoshop. You know, I've had people send stuff back and say, "Here's the file that you asked for." Just in case you ever need it in the future, I've also thrown in this and this. And they give me the other file types as well. Because there's like three main ones, I think, when you're working with images. And that's great because somewhere down the road, I may go, oh, crap, you know what? I needed that in SVG. I think it might be that or whatever format. And I didn't ask for that specifically, but they gave me all three types. Little things that take virtually no time to do, but your client is going to receive those and go, oh, well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. You know, I may not have need of it at the time, but I appreciate it for the future. Deadlines are also a great place to over deliver. I have gotten, you know, in the habit of this since the beginning of my freelancing career because there is nothing more frustrating than someone missing a deadline. Because usually what happens with freelancers is the missed deadline goes like this. The deadline is on Friday. The client is expecting it on Friday. The freelancer says on Friday that they're not going to be able to make it on time, or they may say Thursday, like the day before. It is infuriating, right? It's absolutely infuriating to get someone who waits the last minute to tell you that they're not going to be able to do the thing they said they would do on time. I usually never work with people again like this, because if you can't handle a deadline, and if you can't handle communicating early on about a deadline to a client, it doesn't spell good things for the future. So what I've always gotten in the habit of is buffering my deadlines with clients. If I tell a client, I'll have that for you by Friday, usually I know that I can complete it by Wednesday and I will probably give it to them Thursday morning. You don't want to over-deliver too fast, right? Like if you're like, hey, yeah, that's going to take me a bit. I'll have it for you by Friday. And then you show up on Tuesday with it. They're like, this person doesn't know how to manage their time very well. Or what they say, they don't know what they're doing. You know, It kind of skews the other way. 
make you look like you have no work going on and aren't very good at predicting how long things will take. But what I can do is say, yeah, hey, Tom, I'll have that for you by Friday. I personally know that my schedule's set up so I can have it done by Wednesday. And I may send it over Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon saying, hey, I know this was priority for you. We put a little rush on it. And uh, I got this over to you a little early. Hopefully you can take a look about at that with a little more time before heading into your weekend. And clients will appreciate that. Either A, Tom won't get to it till Friday as planned because maybe he blocks some time off on Friday to go through it. Or maybe he will get to it a little earlier and be like, wow, that was really nice. I appreciate that. Like, I'm glad they got it over to me early. But you just can't ever say it'll be ready Friday and then need extra time without giving them a heads up. And the reason that things like this work, because we all like getting a little bit of a freebie. You know, you go into any shop and they're like throwing in a little extra for you. You get free perfume samples or whatever at the mall or like, we just all like getting something for free, right? So if you throw in a little extra freebie for your client, it feels good. And if you turn in something early, hitting a deadline early, it feels good. It feels like the other person has given you some extra time, some extra attention. You know, clients want to feel like they're in good hands, like you care about their work, like you take pride in showing up and doing good work. They want to feel like they're dealing with another business, not some person who's like frazzled and late and missing things, right? They want to feel like you are a business that they can count on and you're showing up and doing good work, doing what you said you would do, and even doing it a little bit better. And so these things are they're small, subtle things, but they foster a real sense of trust with the client. They trust that you have their best interests in mind and that you will deliver and that you'll take care of them. They genuinely want to feel like you'll take care of them. And so the little extras can really add up to do that. Going back to the hotel and the QR codes everywhere and those slogans everywhere, talking about how convenient they were and everything, you can set your business up like that in a sense of like deciding on things that you do and letting clients know about those little things that set you apart from your competition, perhaps. But the thing is you have to just make sure that you do them and you do them well. If you say we have a 100% on time delivery rate, right? Whatever you deliver to clients. If you say that, or we achieve X, Y, Z results, then you better be damn sure that you can do that. Because again, like for me personally, I finish working with freelancers or any agency as well. Anyone I work with on a contract basis, like I finish with one of two results. It's very black and white for me. There's either, wow, this person was amazing and I cannot wait to work with them again, or nah, there's no room for anything else. If it's not a wow, a great, I want to work with this person again, there are millions of freelancers out there. Why would I work with somebody who was just meh or with somebody who was just okay, or even somebody who was just good. There's not even room for good because there are great people out there who do what they say they'll do. They take care of the client from A to Z in this full circle. Just we agreed on what was to be done. They did everything and I didn't have to lift a finger kind of thing. There are freelancers who would take care of you that well. So why would you work with someone where you have to do back and forth, or they promise something and then make good on it. There's no room for that for me personally. Other people have you know, more tolerance for that, but most of the clients that I work with don't. I don't. It's not about the types of work. Anyone can decide, any freelancer can decide, no matter what kind of work that you're in, that you're going to be in that upper echelon freelancers in the sense of providing good service, doing what you say you'll do, and over-delivering. 
and never leaving a client with a bad taste in their mouth because you've missed a deadline or provided subpar work or anything like that. And that is what allows you to charge more, to earn higher rates, to be successful where your counterparts are not necessarily. Because for every one of you out there, there are thousands of others. And it's the difference between why one person makes 5,000 a month and the other person makes 10,000 a month in the same job doing the same thing. But one person has decided that they are going to be so valuable to their clients that they're going to do such good work that they're going to make good. They're actually going to, you know, put QR codes all over the room, hypothetically speaking, and then they're going to actually deliver on that. Whereas other people will take the opportunity of saying, you know, we're so great at this, we're so great at that. And then they just let it fall through because clients will come back over and over and over to the people that they feel safe with, to the people that they trust. Some of the freelancers that I work with, I have been working with for years. The same way with my clients. Some of my clients have had me around for years because when you find something that works, it's just easy. Taking this to a whole different place for a second, think about shopping. Think about certain brands that you buy because you just know what they're going to be, right? And you can tell if they start to switch out their let's say this certain type of clothing that you wear, you would notice if they started making it differently, if they changed up the fabric, if they switched the style out, you would notice and you'd go, wait, what? That's what you're kind of developing for your client. You're becoming a brand that they can depend on, that they can count on, that they go back to because they know that it's easy. You know, I am tall, a bit tall in some cultures and other cultures. I'm not tall at all, but I'm five feet, eight inches. And I shop for jeans at certain stores because I know they'll be long enough. I don't even bother wasting my time going into other places. It's like, okay, if I'm in the States, I buy my jeans here. If I'm in Colombia, I buy my jeans here. If I'm in Ecuador, I buy my jeans there. Like I know these brands carry a jean that will fit. I don't have to think about it. I just need to go in, find my size. Yep, they're good. I got these. And that's what you're becoming for client. You're becoming that comfortable pair of jeans. They know that fits. They know that it works for them. They don't have to think about it. It's easy. Everything is all good. It's such a simple thing, right? It's almost mind-blowingly simple, but that is how you charge higher rates. That is how you can become successful and you don't have to worry about all the other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. There's more than enough work to go around and there's more than enough need for high-quality people, for high-quality freelancers. That's why Every day I can wake up and I am not worried when I see more and more people in the market doing what I do because we all have our own ways of doing it. And I think it's better for the world in general. If I'm doing what I can, taking care of my clients, and I know that I do good work, and the other person that I see that just popped up today you know, is doing their thing and they're taking care of their clients and they're doing good work. And if somebody else pops up tomorrow and they're not taking care of their clients, not doing good work, I'm not too worried about them because I know that they're either going to get their shit together and do better and take care of their clients if they want to stick around for a while, or they'll fade away because someone who's not going to take care of the client is never going to be a threat to someone who does. So please, please, please keep this in mind. I've said it before in other episodes and I will say it again. If you do good work, you will never, ever have to worry about clients. You'll never have to worry about making it in freelancing because doing good work is the foundation of creating a successful freelancing career. You'll never have to worry if you just focus on the things that you can control, providing amazing service to your clients. Don't be like the hotel (laughs) that promised the world and then couldn't even give me a bottle of wine. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. And if you would like to say hello, 
get a hold of me at hello at liveworktravel.com. You can also find me on Instagram at liveworktravelig. Send me a DM anytime, questions, comments, feedback. And if you are interested in starting your own freelance business, I give away new freelance business ideas every week, every Thursday at liveworktravel.com slash newsletter. Please come over and sign up for that. New one will be out this week. I will be back next Monday. And until then, take care.